Welcome to the Empowered Simply Podcast, Episode 2, Where to Find Your Goals and the Continuum of Priorities. As always, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the Empowered Simply Podcast. I'm truly hopeful you decide this content is helpful and worth your time. I'm excited at the chance to have you as a listener. I wish I could give you this content sooner and quicker. When any new and complex thing takes time. So if you're ready, be willing to put in the time. If you have not checked out the Empowered Simply YouTube channel, please take a look. There are slides that include some visuals along with audio that you may find helpful. If you find any of this content helpful or think it would be good for someone you know, please be willing to like, subscribe, and share our content. In episode one, we talked about who might be interested in the Empowered Simply podcast and what we are proposing to offer. We laid out the groundwork. What does it mean when we say simply? We're talking about presenting information in a clear and plain way so that hopefully it's accessible to whoever might be interested. We also talked about what we mean when we say empower. We're talking about developing the knowledge, confidence, means, and ability in a way that's focused on oneself and making progress towards your goals. And the final thing we talked about was that you must be willing to learn and grow. There isn't going to be a magic pill that allows you to get to your goals in a very short period of time. This is about learning new skill sets, putting in effort, be willing to make some changes. If you're willing to do that, the upside is you may actually become better and more effective at those things you're looking to do. This podcast is really about fundamental processes that you can use to make decisions in your own life about what you want to accomplish, how you will know if you're making progress, and if what you are doing is working. This is about the inner workings of living a better life in the way you envision it. In that sense, it is, I think, somewhat unique. As an aside, I wish I wasn't drawn to doing this podcast. I would rather someone more capable and influential was doing it. I've delayed trying to do this for a long time because I'm sure others can do it better. On the other hand, I feel compelled to try to help share the many great and effective insights that I have learned from others. I will try not to get sidetracked like this often and remain focused on the task at hand. But I think it's important to acknowledge the many amazing people that have shared ideas and insights that I hope to share again with you. I will sincerely do my best to take all of their wisdom and present it clearly, simply, so you can become more empowered in your life. Many podcasts tell amazing stories and offer powerful examples of accomplishment, but they rarely break down the skills that led to that outcome. I find these podcasts to be fascinating, and I can easily listen for hours to these amazing stories. I'm left with so many ideas in my head, but also the feeling that I didn't learn how to do that or the inner workings of personal success. I bring this up to create a contrast. I'm sure this podcast won't keep you enthralled for three hours, so for your sake, these episodes will be much shorter. On the other hand, hopefully each episode will give you actionable information. My hope is that you can take the small ideas from an episode and practice them over the next week. Then you can become more skilled at using the ideas or steps and make some small adjustments to strengthen those things you already have in place. The information we'll talk about will be relevant for 
a wide variety of goals. It can really be about anything in which you're interested. It could be every, anything from personal and emotional well-being, or something to do with relationships, or parenting. It may have to do with your goals for professional areas of your life. It could be sports and fitness, maybe learning a new hobby or improving in a hobby. It can really be almost any new skill or anything else you're hoping to accomplish. We're familiar with many things that are empowering, some of which we might take for granted. One of the purposes of this podcast is to help find what I'm going to call empowerment skills. We're also going to try and support you in becoming aware of these empowerment skills and help them become part of your life in a clear, straightforward process. To help illustrate the idea of empowerment skills, let's look at some familiar examples. These aren't new, but thinking of them as a way to empower an individual may be a new perspective. These examples cover the keys to empowerment, including knowledge, confidence, means, and ability, and they focus on the individual who is acquiring the skill and their ability to do something new and important. An example we probably encountered is seeing a young child learn to crawl and walk. This is an empowerment skill because think of the way the world opens up. They're now able to access many more things. They could be moving over to toys or interesting items. Could be trying to access something to eat, could be getting social attention from a parent or another person in their environment. But clearly, they're empowered to do many more things and accomplish more complex goals when they're able to move around. Another more advanced skill is learning to read. It's a very empowering skill set because you can access much more information. You may access information to learn how to do something. You can explore fiction or nonfiction topics. You can read for entertainment. But again, you're able to accomplish many more things when you learn to read, and that is empowering. And finally, an even more recent development than crawling and walking or reading is learning to use internet search engines. Similar to learning to read, having this skill mastered means you can access even more information on almost any topic and in a variety of formats from text to audio to video by learning to effectively use an internet search engine you can explore almost anything about which you're interested that is empowering unfortunately other empowerment skills that we'll talk about may not be as straightforward as walking reading and internet searches that doesn't mean they are incredibly helpful to learn the more of these skills you can acquire and learn to use proficiently the more you are able to progress towards your goals. In episode one, I talked about progress as the key in the process of achieving your goals. We need to learn to explore our goals and set them in a way that can foster progress. When we set our goals, we can benefit from setting them in terms of something we can actually do. When it is something you can do, an action, progress becomes clear because you can put a value on it. In other words, you become able to actually see, experience, and measure a change. Progress is necessarily something that involves change and improvement. For what you are looking to achieve, you want to be able to identify that sort of progress. For example, can it be determined by something happening more or less? Something being more accurate or less accurate? Something happening longer or shorter? And so on. 
and what way are you looking for that thing to change? When you can identify that, you're on the right track to making progress. Skipping ahead a little, there will likely be many steps along the way to an overall goal. Each step will be more achievable if you can set that goal in a way that you can make and monitor progress. What we don't want is a simple yes or no as to the goal being met. That no can be seen as a barrier, and for some people, it is an especially large barrier because it'll feel like failure. For others, that no can actually be motivating. Whether you see no as a barrier or a motivator, I can't answer. But in almost all cases, being able to identify progress will be helpful because it means you are often on the right track. Take, for example, someone who wants to be a professional athlete and sets their goal as, I want to become a pro whatever, whatever sport or skill they're thinking of. Take, for example, someone who wants to be a professional athlete and sets their goal as, I want to become a pro blank. It might seem minor, but becoming a pro athlete is not something you can actually do. Think about in terms of practice. You can't practice becoming a professional athlete. On the other hand, with a small adjustment, you can articulate that as pro athletes do blank. So I'll set my goal at doing blank too. So your next job then is to figure out what is that thing. It'll depend on the sport, but it's clearly something you can identify. If your goals don't have anything to do with sports, you will still need to figure out what it is you're trying to do. Other common goals, as we've talked about, could have to do with things like parenting or relationships. They're professional goals. The same idea applies. Don't say my goal is to be the perfect parent. That's a yes-no proposition. And you likely won't get to that outcome anytime soon. The outcome is then experienced as failure, and you will likely change strategies even if you are on the right track. Worst case scenario, you may eventually give up and get sidetracked by distractions. Instead, a better goal might be to say something like, good parents teach their children blank. Therefore, I will make sure I am consistent in teaching that thing. You can make progress in that. Then, you move on to the next step towards your goals. This podcast can't cover every goal or every goal area, so you will need to figure out what those things are that you need to do by looking at resources in that area. What this podcast can do is support you in articulating your goals in a productive framework and looking for progress. Clear goal articulation is an empowerment skill. You can be focused on most anything, but this podcast is for individuals who don't feel like they are doing all they can to meet their goals. Empowered Simply is about you becoming more effective. You must be willing to grow and be open to finding ways to support that growth. I'm hoping to provide support and mentorship and want these resources to become your guide. You decide what you want to build, and I will do what I can to help you learn the process to help you accomplish those goals. Awareness is one example of what I referred to as an empowerment skill. As we become more aware, we can identify we are on the right track. Awareness can also be called intention or mindfulness and there are other terms that people use. But the idea is, awareness is a skill that allows a person to make course corrections. Some people are naturally very thoughtful and 
contemplative. Other people are naturally very impulsive or reactionary. It can be helpful to figure out where you fit on that continuum. Hopefully you can see how awareness is an empowerment skill. It allows a person to have more chances to make adjustments. Each of these moments is an empowerment moment. That instant where you have a chance to reorient slightly towards your goals or veer slightly away. The more you practice this sort of awareness and then making adjustments towards your goals, the more these things will become easier and you can pick up on them. Being aware allows you to ask questions like, what am I doing now? Is this consistent with my goals? And if not, what adjustments do I need to make? Awareness in this sense is similar to being able to identify and effectively plot a course on a map. You need to be able to find your location and figure out if you're making progress as you move towards your destination. If you forget to check the map or otherwise get distracted, careless or make other errors, you'll very quickly end up off track and not reach your destination. Life can be very similar, and if you're not aware of the great many ways you can and do get off track, then your goals will remain elusive. Awareness can apply to many aspects of your life, but possibly one of the most basic and important forms of awareness has to do with you noticing your own thoughts, emotions, and actions. Automatic sorts of responses include those things we call habits, and often, by definition, occur before we are aware. However, we shouldn't confuse that common pattern with it being an absolute. We can learn to be more aware, but like anything new or different, it takes practice. If we become skilled at being aware, it will clearly help us be more empowered because we have gained opportunity to evaluate our thoughts, feelings, and emotions and adjust course if it will be helpful. Awareness is a way to become more active in our lives. If you're interested in becoming more aware, please visit EmpoweredSimply.com and download the Awareness Log. This is a simple resource that can help support you in practicing awareness. It also will provide a good first step in building the skills to use awareness to adjust your course in line with your goal. If you decide to use the Awareness Log, you may then be in a position to take next steps. We're not going to get into those in depth here, but we will in a future episode. However, it isn't difficult to see that if you identify places where you are consistently reacting quickly or impulsively, and the action you take is not helpful in making progress towards your goal, then you can come up with a new plan for how to respond differently to that impulse. You will likely have some familiar ideas of what to do, and we will discuss some ideas that are hopefully new. But practicing awareness is the first step, and you can be more empowered and have the opportunity to make an adjustment that you would not otherwise make, even though you might already know what you could do if you had noticed the reaction or impulse. Hopefully that is clear then how empowerment is an outcome of awareness. As a quick review though, just because you may not be aware and empowered in one sense does not mean that progress will be easy. That will take other actions that will likely be harder or easier depending on the thing you've identified, but you will be in a better position to make that adjustment. As an example of this, you could practice noticing impulses and reactions. In terms of something that's physical, it could be the feeling of, I want a snack. The practice would be becoming aware of that sensation 
wanting a snack and becoming aware of your response to that sensation. As another example, but this time emotional, could be something like, I want to scream. Again, noticing that sensation or impulse to want to scream, whether you do or not, is empowering because once you notice it, then as you become more skilled, you can respond in ways that are going to be more or less helpful, depending on the situation and what your goals are. The more you're able to notice those impulses or those sensations and plan a response to it, the more you're empowered. If you're going to actually try to address some of your goals, it's worth your time to participate actively. If for now you're gathering information for later on, then this may not be important. Here is a helpful key. If you're going to work on actually accomplishing goals, write ideas or your goals down. There are some amazing things that can happen when you write something down. First, you often notice that what you wrote down isn't quite right. You thought you knew that thing for sure, but you didn't. Beginning to notice how we are often imprecise can be enlightening and potentially a frustrating thing, at least at first. You can think about short-term goals, long-term goals. Either way, your goals are worth your time. If you won't put in that time at the beginning, what makes you think you'll have enough of a plan to reach your goals over the long run? Writing something down is the foundation on which hope becomes progress. When you write them down, try to be specific. Let's think of some common examples arranged somewhat arbitrarily by the focus or social situation in which your goals may fit. For now, these are just here to try and help you think about different sorts of goals you may have. Goals purely involving you. Or goals involving you and your relationship with others, such as partners, children, family, and friends. Maybe you have goals in professional or academic areas. Maybe there are other areas too. If you're already making progress, then a particular goal may not need additional attention. On the other hand, if there are things that you feel like you struggle with or lead to challenges or what we might call suffering, then that may be something to think about as a goal you want to try to work on. As a word of caution, if you pick the most challenging because it is, well, the most challenging goal, then you should expect it to be difficult. If it wasn't difficult, you would have taken care of that particular goal. I often recommend to people that as you learn these skills, you may want to start with things that aren't as challenging. That way you can learn and become more successful with a new skill and process before you apply that new thing to something that is already challenging. It would be like trying to change your complete running form at the start of your first marathon. Rather than doing that, it would make sense to work on your new form with a short run. Then, as you can reliably adjust and maintain your form over shorter runs, you can eventually tackle that first marathon. If you're having a hard time exploring or identifying your goals, it can sometimes be helpful to begin by asking if you're satisfied. Many people will find when they think about it that they may not actually be satisfied with some or even many things in their life, and that's okay and to be expected. Don't let it get you down. Notice if it bothers you and be willing to say that's okay. That bothering is helpful because now you can refocus your action. Now, what are some of the things you can write down that would help you feel more satisfied with whatever that thing is? You don't need to write everything down. Instead, consider finding a few things that you think, if you were doing better or more often, would help you feel more satisfied. Are these useful goals? 
can see how you can begin to make progress towards them. If not, think more about what you can do, actually do, as an action, to be more satisfied. What might be a first step towards that? And through this process, you can continue to break down what may seem incredibly large in terms of a goal into much smaller, actionable steps. A common example of this might be someone who isn't satisfied with some part of their relationship. Maybe they want to feel like they're being a better partner. That's still a tough goal to address. You need to know more about what it means to be better in a relationship. That person might say, I would be more satisfied if my partner thanked me for something I did or gave me a genuine hug and smile. And I know a spur-of-the-moment phone call or making them coffee in the morning can accomplish that. That person now has some concrete steps that can result in them feeling more satisfied in their active role in their relationship. This probably isn't the end goal, but it is progress, and it will feel like progress. It is different from what happens when day after day the person might feel like they're not becoming a better partner. Being specific has allowed the person to better set up their next steps and make progress towards their goal. It is really important to think about your goals as something that can be worked toward, not as acquiring a thing. Think of it as a point along a continuum of progress. We want to identify where we currently are in that landscape. If we use fitness as an example, a common goal may be to say something like, I want to look like that person. It is simple enough to think of it that way, and we are bombarded with all these things we should want and images of what we need to achieve to be enough. Unfortunately, we cannot just get from point A to point B without some process. That process is clarified when we set our goals in terms of actions instead of destinations. It is clarified in two important ways. First, when we set goals in terms of actions, we more clearly can see what we need to do and evaluate if we really want to do those things. Maybe we don't want to do them, and our goal wasn't actually the right goal. This is where it can be helpful to write it down. Then you can check it. Make revisions before you start working towards that goal. The second way it's clarified is we can identify where our current actions are along the overall progression. The optimistic part of this is you're always somewhere along that progression towards your goal. By setting our goals as actions, we can then start to see more clearly where we are and what would be progress towards the goal or not. Our initial steps then become to make some progress. That doesn't mean you will meet your goal without challenges and setbacks, but it does mean that you can now see progress where before it was maybe only failure. We all know the painful truth of this process. Some days you will falter, but guess what? That's only a day. Of course you will falter. Everyone does. They just often don't post that on social media. Tomorrow, do a little better than you did today, and you're back on track. Maybe an intermediate goal becomes to falter less, which is really just succeeding more. Maybe to stick with the exercise example, say you went to the gym two days in a row, then missed a day. This situation can derail many people, leading to thoughts of being weak, how they never will be able to be as fit as they want, or in some other way feel like an experience of failure. All those thoughts make sense. You're starting something new, 
and you need to build those skills. Become aware of the thoughts and how they make perfect sense. Then revisit your goals. Now maybe a new intermediate goal becomes going to the gym three days in a row. Once you do that, you're back on track and making progress. This cycle repeats, and as long as you're willing to focus on progress, as opposed to that final destination, you will get farther than you thought possible. So that's a lot to think about for now. Honestly, if you don't think that's a lot to try to put into action, then you may already have a good skill set and likely make progress consistently. You can already put your goals into writing, have good awareness of those moments where you can make changes, and you're feeling satisfied consistently. Keep it up. For everyone else, be willing to write some things down. Maybe only for five minutes in the morning or before bedtime. Try to pick that time when you feel the most open to possibilities. Consider trying to track your reactions so you develop the skill of becoming more aware of your impulses and how you respond to them. If you're looking for additional resources on how to track or practice some of these things, please go to empoweredsimply.com and you can download a couple resources there. Next episode, we'll be talking about prioritizing among goals, thinking about the reality of our resources to work towards the goals, and some discomfort that we'll certainly experience along the way. Please join us in taking the next step to becoming empowered simply. And as always, thank you so much for taking time to listen. Thank yourself for making time for you. Please be willing to put in some time and practice being aware, seeking personal satisfaction, and appreciating small progress and how it can be so powerful. If anything I'm saying is helpful or you think it may be a good fit for someone you know, please share this podcast and our resources. Until next.